I have with me someone extremely special. She's a fabulously self-taught singer who plays the accordion and guitar and writes all her own music. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. She hails from St. Louis, and would you believe that we met in Vermont at a camp called École Champlain when I was 12 or 13? Isn't that amazing? Really, there's got to be a reason we're all back together. She reconnected through Facebook with me many moons later, and I have the privilege of having her here. She just finished her self-produced eighth CD called No Room at the Inn, from which we will play you a few songs during the show. Please welcome my dear friend, Sophie Carpenter, who is here to tell us about her adventures in the world of music. Hello, Sophie. Hello, Miss D. Thank you so much for being here. You're amazing. I just cannot understand how somebody is able to write music, sing, play the accordion, the guitar, and just, it's amazing. All this you self-taught. Now, you told me that you sang as a child the whole time. Well, I just love singing, and my sisters and my brother loved singing, and we all took piano lessons, and my sister uh, played guitar when we were really young, and we just love to sing. You sound like the little Von Trapp family <laughs> who were just playing along all the time. Now, your sister taught you the four chords of, of mm -hmm. guitar. She taught me a G, E minor, C, and D, and <laughs> she said, you can play just about any song with these chords, and, and I pretty much ended up doing <laughs> And then you took piano lessons. Mm -hmm. So then you so then you were able to progress with the piano. Mm -hmm. You were able to progress with guitar on your own. Mm -hmm. And then how in the world did you decide to play an accordion? Oh, I just I started that about 12 years ago. I just thought it would be neat. I thought it would sound cool. It's unbelievable. It's an amazing instrument. I mean, I had no idea that it could actually be, you know, put together with all these other instruments. Yeah, because it's traditionally kind of polka. Well, you also ended up doing something with a circus. And so did they play accordions on the circus? I think so. Uh, my sister married someone who produced, uh, who founded and produced Circus Flora. So, and, and I just, I didn't really, I wasn't part of the circus, but I went a lot. And I did um, uh, uh, record a video there um, using part, the circus as a background. And what was his part in the, he was a founder of it. Mm-hmm. Um, David Balding, um, got an orphaned um, African elephant oh. and and he had always dreamed of he was in the in the entertainment business and he always dreamed of of starting a European type of circus a small intimate um, circus and kind of like a theater and so that's what he did and he called it he called the elephant Flora and he named the circus after but did the did the elephant do tricks she did. She she painted, oh. and she she, God, she did just all sorts of, every year when they had the circus, they would teach her. But she was the only animal. Everybody else was acrobats and trapezists and hoopsters. and Those, but there were horses and um, uh, dogs. Oh. And um, every year there was a different small animal act, and then there were horses at two. But there's, the circus is still going strong. Really? Yeah, in St. Louis. It doesn't travel anymore. It just got uh -huh. too costly to travel. But um, circus floor is still going really strong in St. Louis. Amazing. Yeah, it really is. You know, the other circuses like Barnum and Bailey, you know, they used to yeah. have trails, and they traveled mm -hmm. all across the country mm -hmm. in the railroad with huge, mm -hmm. huge cars of animals and everything else. But yeah. it quit. I'm so glad to hear yours is your your sister's husband's mm -hmm. 
foundation is still alive. It really is, and it's 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 small. It's a one ring, you know, base. Well, it's you would charming. know the European circuses. Yes, they, small... they have nets, by the way. Uh huh. Yeah, they have because nets. in Europe they don't. Well, except for the Wallendas don't have a net. The fly yeah. the flying Wallendas. That's right. Yeah, they, they're in it every year. And they don't have a net. Uh huh. <sighs> yeah. That's yeah. so brave. It's amazing. They're, they are amazing. They're so inspiring to me. Well, I would go every year. because I, I do. Oh, good for well, you. You'll have to come to St. Louis and go, and go next time. When, do they, when are they there? Mm, I think this year it's for th maybe three or four weeks uh, in May and June. I'll have to let you know the exact date. Oh, how fun. Yeah. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you're, you first recorded one of these songs in 1980. You never mm -hmm. stopped singing. That was your dream. Mm -hmm. And you pursued it with such avid passion. First of all, you're extremely independent which I think is marvelous. And so you gave you the strength to say, this is what I want to do. So at an early age, you decided, you started writing music just mm -hmm. out of the blue and you played on the keyboard. You had piano lessons, so you played on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. You played on the, and you just started writing songs forever. Uh, yeah, I just, I just started writing songs. And uh, then I used to record them Hi. in my you know, apartment and I sent them to you know record companies and back in those days and got these very polite letters saying thank you very much but it's not exactly what we're looking for right now and and after a few of those I, I must admit I got kind of discouraged. I can imagine it's an arduous it's like being an actress in New York and waitressing I mean it's got to be one of those hard work things but your determination and your love of music I think has kept you going which is so remarkable since all of this, well, you taught yourself. That's what I think is is, is yeah. extraordinary. So it was in your blood, darling. It is. I mean, it, I I have a musical family, and, and uh, my mother writes great poetry, and and I <laughs> fell in love with with um, rock and roll music when I was a teenager. Even when I was younger, I fell in love with Motown. My, my brothers and sisters were playing records in the house, and I just loved the lyrics and the melody and the dancing and I the. Mean. So I, I wanted to write, and then I, you know, and it just kind of turned into what it is now, where I just sit at a piano and I think, what would I like to say to someone, and then I'll start. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's like a little story that you just come up in your head with. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is tremendous. It's, it's just so, so your, your music are very much like heartfelt ballads with a little bit of, little bit of different intonations and in musical instruments, which really is interesting to me and they're they're so heartfelt they really are they really come from the soul which is even more dramatic as far as i'm concerned you're amazing because in the meantime you were also in a motown band and in a country rock band right in the 80s as well yeah that was like 79 or yeah it must have been 80 the uh the first band it that doesn't was in. matter the year but yeah. i just can't believe that you were doing all this i know and i mean it's extraordinary, extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinary. But then you got, besides being totally creative, then you decided after the 80s and mm -hmm. that you were going to do something wild, which was to buy this RV. Yeah. yeah that and that's works. where the whole of you just became your gypsy girl in an RV. I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely marvelous. So tell the story about how you found the RV, what you <laughs> did to it. It is actually beautiful because if you go to Misty's Lunacy, you will see pictures of this charming RV. It is adorable. Adorable. She also lived for 20 years in St. Louis on a little teeny-weeny house in, in, on the river. On the Missouri River. Yeah, yes, for cliff. 20 years. It was charming. Yeah. I mean, it was so charming. Yeah. It's divine. I hope we have pictures of that, too, to put in the, on, on yeah, Misty's. Yeah, we do. 
adorable, adorable. Yeah, it was a cocoon for sure. It sounds divine. Yeah. I mean, you just you, you you make everything your little environment just so cozy <laughs> and charming because you happen to be living in it, <laughs> right. and you're playing a guitar on the trunk. I mean, on the steps of the RV, it's charming. So tell us about this RV because it really is an amazing story. Yeah. Well, uh, I was living on a farm in that little house, and uh, the neighbor, um, for a few years, maybe more, had an RV in his driveway with a big for sale sign on it. And I kept driving by that, and I thought, you know, i got to get that thing. I, I really do. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll get it, you know. I mean, I why, you know. And so I was, and <clears throat> so one day it was gone, and, and my heart sunk. I, I just cannot tell you. I thought, oh, my God, I've, I've wrecked it. I've ruined it. It's, it's never going to happen. So... Um, it turned out he'd rented it actually to my brother-in-law's circus for, for uh, oh my a few weeks so this just some circus performers could live in it. So I found that out, and, and I realized how upset I was thinking that it, I'd lost my chance, so I, I said, okay, I'm buying that thing. So I bought it from him, and, and I really, I was kind of scared. I had no I idea would be, <laughs> let alone you had to equip it, and you yeah. were just, it's crazy. So yeah. I think you threw out just about everything that was in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I took, I had someone, I took it to the RV <laughs> place. I said, okay, just take all the propane out. And they look at me like I'm crazy. I said, "No, I really don't want any propane." I'm not. You thought there would be a fire. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I I didn't want to worry about it. So they took the propane out. They took this gigantic generator out that weighed a ton. They took this refrigerator out that comes. Well, how is with, the car supposed to run without the? Well, that no, the car has a motor. It's got a motor. But, but what was the propane the, for? The, the propane was for a gas stove they had. Oh no, it, no, no, no. And and if you want to camp, you can like turn the, the generator on. It makes all this noise, and but you can have air conditioning. And I, I just didn't need that. I wasn't going to do that. Okay. So <laughs> strip the thing. RV is one thing. Camping in the middle of nowhere is another. You know. Oh my so, goodness. So I had them take this huge generator out in this gigantic. Heavy, it's oh. it, yeah, real. It's like a real stove, but just miniature. And I said, just take it. I can use a hot plate. I don't want that. And or the refrigerator, take it all out. And a friend of mine gave me a little office refrigerator, which lasted ten years. Wow! It was so great, and it was it was his old one. He gave it to me, and so um, so I had all this space, and I just made storage, and and um, and I I had it looked over, had the engine checked twice. <laughs> you know, it's called a trip. You know, everyone knows what a trip check is. And you know, I put curtains in, and 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 um, I didn't do a lot to it. I had they had a linoleum table, which I had a friend of mine make a nice wooden one, just kind of Aww. things like that to make it more homey. And then finally, I mean, at home, you know, there's there's always reasons you can stay. You know, someone's birthday or someone's this and that. I said, I've got to go. I've got to do this RV trip. And I must have been my family was 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 they didn't know I didn't understand what I was doing. And my mother just said, what why what I don't get it. <laughs> But so, how, how did you learn how to drive it? I did, just doing it. Oh, my and, God. Um, and I, I drove it around in my head, drove it to the car, you know, the tire place. I drove <laughs> it to this. And a friend of mine, I did take it um, down to southern Missouri. She had to go there for a meeting. And I said, well, let's take the RV. So we just did just as for fun. Cozy as could be. And we did, I did well. And it was in the rain. And, and it was, oh we had a, a blast. And so um, I felt a little more confident as time went on. And, uh, and just then, so our listeners... Mm -hmm. She lived in this RV for almost eight years off yeah, I and did on. For, for 10 years. Yeah. For 10 years. I don't know how she managed. And of course, RVs by oneself traveling across the country <laughs> is not about the safest thing you could possibly imagine. How she met nice people and nothing happened to her mm -hmm. is a miracle. But so let's mm -hmm. hear about this adventure of going across the country to California. Yeah. You know, there, there were one, you asked me if it was there any scary times, you know, being all alone. And there really weren't. 
um, there was one time, amazingly, so I met the nicest people because I didn't know anything about, okay, I'm in an RV park, I've got my spot, now what do I do? And oh my people God. were nice as anything. And, and this one time, it was, it was getting dark, and I got off to go somewhere, and then I kind of didn't get back on the same way. Yeah. So I was on this side road, and, and, it was, and I was like, where am I? And, and I was sitting there, I just couldn't orient myself. And then there's no one else around. And it's just getting dark. And that's just the scariest time. It's not the most romantic time of the day, but it's also can be the scariest. So, so, so this guy looks at me from over there. I'm like, oh, no. And, and he, he drives up to me and he goes, are you lost? And I said, no, I'm fine. <laughs> now I, thanks anyway. You know, no, I know exactly. You know, I'm just getting on the highway up here. But that was just unnerving right there. That it was, is. That was scary. And there was that one. And then the other one that was kind of scary ended up being not scary at all, but it was when my imagination really got the better of me was I was in Monta Missoula. And the, and, and the RV broke down for about the third time. It broke down so many times, I cannot tell you, but it was all, except for one time, it was extremely scary when the brakes were giving out. But this time in Missoula, mm. so I took it to a place, and it's an 88, so they had to order parts for it whenever it broke uh, yeah, down. Yeah. Some, I had to spend two nights in Missoula, and I really didn't care. I didn't have any schedule. I didn't have to be anywhere at any time. And it was just, I'm like, fine, I can, I'll stay. I'll stay in this little cute motel here. So, so I checked in this motel. It was the kind with little cottages, you know. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Well, that's scary, too. <laughs> can be, first floor. <laughs> so, um, so I was, you know, was, I, I'd walk to the main street. I was going to get a pedicure, you know, and go to a movie. And, and um, so when I came back, I saw about five motorcycles parked next to my door. I thought, I, I, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm just dead. I'm going to get, you know, it's just going to be horrible. I don't want to say what I was thinking, but. Um, so I thought, okay, all right, I'm just going to ignore them. I'm not going to look in that room. I and like I saw it. this guy look, open the thing and look at me. I'm like, darn it. They've, they've spotted me. So, um, you hit sorry about room. that. So, <laughs> so I, I hid in my room and put the door, you know, my, my imagination went crazy. I don't blame you. I, I, and I put the chair in front of the door. I slept in my clothes and I got up the next day and I see the mat there I opened my thing like, my God, they are adorable. These young, these guys, ah. these motorcycle guys, and they were getting dressed in their leathers, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of them. So well, I, know, I wouldn't exactly be one girl with eight guys. I know. That's right, right. not a good idea. So uh, they were as sweet as can be. I, I went out there. I said hi. You know, I started talking to them, and and uh, they were going to Sturgis, who, which is the Harley Davidson. Um, big convention that they have every year and oh. um, I forget where it is but all, every Harley Davidson guy goes there it's a big party for day for a few days and, and um, they have bands and everything and that's where they were going or coming from and oh, oh they were so cute I went damn you know <laughs> but you know that was one time when I was I was scared and um, so you so. ended up in Wyoming to visit some friends for a couple of days. Yeah, I, I, I visited someone in Kansas City and then my cousin in Colorado and then some friends from St. Louis and, and Wyoming. It, the way to travel. And if they don't have room, you're sleeping in your heart. Right. And, and they all had room. And um, and so there was about four people or three people um, that I grew up with in St. Louis in the Correct. same town in, in Wyoming. So, um, so I uh, stayed with my friend Elise and Taylor. And it was it was a heat wave. It was so hot, and uh, so uh, we our friend Christy was there, and Joe, uh, my friend Joe Pulitzer was yeah, there. Exactly, Joe Pulitzer, of course, 
big in Palm Beach. His great-grandfather was Joseph Pulitzer. Mm -hmm, right. And we have some Pulitzers that live here. Yeah, exactly. And so I say his name because I mentioned Joe because he actually introduced me to the guitar player producer that I um, ended up doing three CDs with in Santa Cruz. So Wonderful. Joe was very much part of my future. Just by so um, so we all had dinner and uh, I, I just recorded um, three new songs and I played them for Joe and uh, he said he really liked them. So after I left Wyoming, I'm in Montana. There's no one else to visit till I got to California, so I was completely on my own. And so I got a call from Joe. He said, you know, when you come to Santa Cruz, call me because I'll be there. I want you to meet my friend Marty. He's an incredible guitar player. He's a producer. He's a great guy, and I think he'd really like your songs. So I thought, okay, great. But also, you spent a month in Oregon. I spent a month on the Oregon coast in Beautiful. my RV. It was so neat. It's beautiful. God, it's I mean, so beautiful. It's mystical. It really is. And yeah. I think they have a sign saying, we don't need tourists here because yeah, they do. are so self-sufficient with the desert, mm -hmm. the sea, the mm -hmm. mountain, and the vineyards. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. The rocks, that the, the rock formation coming out of the ocean is mm -hmm. something to be mm -hmm. reckoned with. It's so beautiful. Oh, and the mist and the fog and yes, the waves yes. and the rocks and just, mm -hmm. oh, you know, it's so quiet and there aren't that many people there. Yes. And me and the little RV, we did really well. It, and, Good and for high, you. The highway, Highway 1, I guess, must be. It's just fabulous up there. Just these cool little towns. Yes, and it yes, just winds along town. the beach. And, yeah. and the RV was, was wonderful. You know, it was just our speed. It was like 65, 70 at the most. And that's just what my RV likes to go. <laughs> and, it's, and it continued to behave. Oh, yeah. yeah after, um, my, after Missoula, I think we were okay. But it, we had some, some heavy times, like a serious... Uh, thing in Colorado. It was on a flat road, but with a car, um, when the if if the there's there was a there were belts, you know, on those old motors and the power brakes belt is the same as a power steering belt. That's not a good I idea. mean if you lose one you lose both. Mm -mm. So luckily I was on a flat road as a Sunday morning and, and I just realized that the brakes weren't working or the steering wasn't working and I had enough time to pull over. And I called AAA, and it was just very calm to fix it. But when you think about how if I had been on a different road. At going 65, that would not have been. Damn. It's, oh, I tell you. It's, it's your, your, your independence has gotten you this far. Yeah. Who in their right mind is going to go cruising across the country? Bless yeah. your heart for doing that. I yeah. think it's absolutely so cool. So you get finally to Santa Cruz, and you meet this wonderful person who's the songwriter. Mm -hmm. Marty Atkinson. Uh, Marty Atkinson, who was a songwriter, producer, and uh, I mean, guitar playing mm -hmm. beyond mm -hmm. I beyond what he did. I was stunned when I heard his arrangements mm -hmm. are so unusual and yeah. so brilliant, which you have many of them. Okay. So is he on this one that we're going to do now, the first no, one, which is spiritual, spiritual being? No, this is someone else. Definitely. Okay, but in one of these songs, I mean, most mm -hmm. of some of these, he's in it. So we're now going to play for you this wonderful song called Spiritual Being. Tell me about it. It's about inner strength, I believe. It is exactly about inner strength. It's sort of like, well, go ahead, try to try to knock me down, and, and but you're just it just doesn't work that way. No, you nobody's going to knock you down. Yeah. You can't. Uh, you can scare me. You can beat me up. You can cheat me. You can do all these things, but it's just you cannot get what's inside of me. It's wonderful. Just, you know, can't be gotten. Okay, so now we're going to play for you, Spiritual Being. Agreements. I survive by love. 
It's beautiful. Thank you. And I love the melody. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. I love it. Well, Thank I love you. all your songs. I think they're, <laughs> especially since you've written them, I think they're very, very cool. Mm-hmm. You stayed over there and did three CDs or something unbelievable um, like that. In Santa Cruz, I, I parked my RV um, in Beach RV Park, which is a very quaint um, little RV park in Santa Cruz. And it was just wonderful. And Joe Pulitzer was there. and. And Marty's studio was across town, and um, every day I went to Marty's studio, and we, you know, and Joe produced it. Joe, and, you know, Joe really made it happen. So we picked out the songs, and you know, I had to rewrite some of them. It's just a big, huge creative process. Which it's is huge, so fun. And Marty just really—he's a genius, you know. Um, and he he just did those incredible arrangements, and um, I went and did the vocals, 
And then five o'clock, Joe would come over and say, "Let's have dinner." Oh, you know, how was, fun! Yeah, yeah. It was just it was once in a lifetime, cool. Well, thing. as you said, when there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you actually did it. It's extraordinary. And then I and then you had your little RV directory, which I thought was amusing. Oh. Yeah. Because how the hell are you supposed to know where you're going? Well, exactly, because I didn't have GPS in, in those old days, only 12 years ago, but um, I didn't, and I don't, I don't know if anyone really did, but they have these, and you really don't need them anymore, but they're like phone books, and they're exactly. RV guides, and they tell you every RV park in, uh, in the United States. So I just looked, you know, I, I found, I, I would plot where I was, and let's say I was <sighs> in Idaho, um, as long as it was going west, I really didn't care. And <laughs> no mountains and no canyons, no no scenic routes. I mean, I sworn off scenic routes because they're just too scary. Yeah. I mean, not not me, not not in an RV because you cannot see if you're if you're on a mountain road going like this. You can't see the crevice. You can't see yeah, can't the road. <laughs> if, I know. <laughs> it's awful. It's terrible. I, I mean, that is scary. You know, I wasn't scared of a human being. Uh, you know, getting. Hey, but you just thought of tumbling out of your of, car. Of, yeah. of, down at that point. So, um, so once I, st I stayed away from the mountains and, and scenic routes and, you know, um, <laughs> anything beautiful and scenic. But it was beautiful anyway. I mean, Montana, my God. It I is know beautiful. what they call it, big sky country. So. Unbelievable. Oh, so yeah. you also did a show in 2015. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah, 2014. I got John Novello, who is my dear, dear old friend and um, incredible piano teacher. He changed the course of my life, too, um, back in the 80s when I was living in L.A. Wow. The first time. And I took piano from him, and such a good teacher. And <clears throat> I really started writing. I really had entered a new chapter of writing songs then because I was learning so much on the piano. So I, I twisted his arm a bit to do a show with me in St. Louis. It's in a, I knew he'd love it because his theater is incredible. It's world-renowned for its acoustics. And oh, I think wow. it was built, I hope I'm not too off, but in the 40s sometime, wow. maybe in the 30s. It's in, in St. Louis has kept it and, you know, restored it and wonderful. But um, so we were rehearsing and that's when I met Jeff, who I did this last CD with, who produced the last CD. So he and Jeff came to do the show with me. It was mostly John. Jeff just played a couple of songs with me. But um, And you had a full house. We had pretty much a full house because of my incredible friends and family. Oh. You know, they're, they're, they've always been supportive of me. Um, I think it was called the Sheldon Theater. The Sheldon, yeah, Opera House. It was Sheldon Opera House, Sheldon Theater. Oh, Opera my house. goodness. And it's just, you know, wonderful artists play there, but, but they um, let people from St. Louis, um, you know, get a special rate, I think, on a Tuesday night or something. So that's what I did, and we get to use it. We're from St. Louis. How divine. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really super neat. So we had a great show. And, um, and you have a video of this somewhere. Yeah, we have, well, we have, I have a video, but I have, like, separate song videos of it. Of the Wonderful. Show. Yeah. So we had well, a that's time. exciting. Yeah. You do just don't, you don't quit. That's what I like, inner strength of that first oh. song. It's fantastic by playing in bands and traveling in an RV, <laughs> now being in a concert hall. With yeah. 300 people, packed house. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Uh -huh. So we called you Gypsy in Control because mm -hmm. of your amazing nomadic mm -hmm. desires to travel. So mm -hmm. I think this would be a wonderful song to play yeah. because it is. And it, and you, oh, by the way, you're playing the accordion in this. I am playing accordion in this, yeah. I think it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and it's about really you being a gypsy in control. It's about me. I, sit, I was sitting at the piano. I thought, who? I, I had all these plans to go, you know, to do this in the RV and go back and continue in the RV and work with Marty Moore. And 
I'm sitting here, why don't I just go home, you know, and, and where it's nice and warm and safe and, and stable, and but I'm going to head out in the RV again and say, who is this gypsy in control of me? And that's how this, what this song is about. All right. It sounds wonderful. I love the title. Okay, we're going to play Gypsy in Control.
love it. I absolutely love it. It's so you. It really is. It's wonderful. My goodness, I just, I, your songs are beyond, and we have a very cool thing that we're, we're going to do, is in a couple of weeks, we're going to be playing one of Sophie's songs every day, because I think they're tremendous. But first, I want to do this other song that um, Sophie wrote. It's called It Hasn't Happened Yet, and there's a keyboard, bass, drum, a ukulele, and guitar, Mandela, and you wrote the lyrics and used the beautiful track mm -hmm. to tweak it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is really Jeff Le Jeff Levin's creation. This is what this is why I loved working with him because he composes these incredible tracks of music, and and I just uh, we sort of got started that way because I I loved one and I wrote lyrics to it, and we thought, well, this is neat. Let's do some more. So this CD um, is probably a third of, of collaborating with Jeff that way. Amazing. And this is one of his incredible tracks that he wrote, and I wrote a melody and lyrics to it. Good for you. It's mm -hmm. called It Hasn't Happened Yet. Well, we yeah. never, I think it's perfect. <laughs> perfect title. <laughs> What you see is what you 
is beautiful. Yeah, it's so cool. It's exotic. It yeah. really mm -hmm. is. It's, yeah. We've heard like three different songs that are very, very different. Mm -hmm. But it, you do sound like Carly Simon. Oh, thanks. Which I know your brother told you. <laughs> but it, it's, did. and I love all these instruments. Yeah. The ukulele, the yeah. men. I mean, how many people were playing all this? It was all this, in corporate. This track? Yeah. Jeff did it. He he. He did it. This track over track over track. Yeah, and he did the men mandola. I think it is that that kind of exotic sounding yes. instrument. And then the ukulele. He does all these weird things with the ukulele that aren't traditional. They're really it's neat, though. wonderful. I love it. And then he, he uh, just programmed, I guess, the drums and the. Oh, I love it! I love it. Mm -hmm. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, you see, is. it's just, I've always said I love Aurelia Snows. Now, where do we get your CDs? Um, you can get my CDs uh, through cdbaby.com, or you can download them, my songs from iTunes. And that's, those are the best ways to get them. That's the best ways to get mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Well, I think if people are interested, they should really look into that. Mm -hmm. Sophie Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show. And before we part, I want to say, please lead us not into temptation we can find it ourselves. Have a wonderful day, and God bless.